If you're looking to scale your company to become an agency and you want to do it with unicorns, then today is an interview that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today I'm interviewing Rachel DiMartino. Rachel D. is the founder of Geek Unicorn, a woman-led company in Canada. They're on a mission to make other women-led businesses stand out online like a unicorn in a field of horses by up-leveling their brand, website, and online presence to a professional playing field. When she's not creating magic for other women, you can find Rachel digging for fossils on the beach, chowing down on the best burgers for her burger blog, or snuggled up re-watching her favorite Star Trek episodes. I want you to listen on some of the strategic decisions that Rachel made as she has grown her agency into a thriving geek unicorn business. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. My guest today is an inspiration to so many other women. I remember first meeting Rachel and I we had our, our discovery call or whatever you want to call it, a sales call, an exploratory call. I was in my car in the Best Buy parking lot. It was a cold and wet and raining or snowing day and I was sipping my hot chocolate and there was just this beam of light that came through my phone and there was sort of I had this duality to my feeling number one I can totally help this woman and number two I need this woman in my life and it's been such an honor and a pleasure watching Rachel grow the geek unicorn from literally being a one-woman shop to this beautiful agency that is changing the way that websites work for business owners. And Rachel, first off, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I know that the listeners today are going to be hearing and feeling the light that you bring. I think your company is so well-named. Tell us, First, I actually want to know about the name Geek Unicorn and how you came to that. And then let's let's understand your journey of where you started and how you came to be running this this agency. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing how we first met. I don't remember even our first call, but I, <laughs> I do remember very vividly knowing at the very start of my business, I needed to hook up with a coach. I, I had to because I didn't have the skills to run a business. And so working with you in that very infancy stage many, many years ago was so critical. I, I don't think I'd be, you know, I don't think I'd be sitting here today if it wasn't for you, Sheila, and that program back in the day. So it was it was a it was huge for setting me up for success. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for saying yes. Yeah, of though. How did you get from this, you know, to the spot of running this agency? Where did the name Geek Unicorn come from? 
So the name Geek Unicorn, I, when I first started, I was myself. So I was, you know, Rachel D, freelancer, you know, doing my thing. And then I realized that I didn't want to be the only person in my business. I, I recognized that I wanted my company to be bigger than me. I wanted it to succeed me, to carry on, to have a whole team, etc. So I recognized that I had to change and rebrand, essentially. So I was myself for maybe like, or six months or something and before I changed. But the name really just came from brainstorming. I mean, it's it's the same process I would do to help anybody name a business or a product is we start with some words, like a couple of words that mean something. And so the unicorn really comes from this idea of when I started Geek Unicorn, it, it really came from this place of I knew how to do all of these things in marketing. I knew web design. I knew graphic design. I had even done video editing. I've shot commercials that have been on television, you know, so I had this wealth of knowledge and experience, the social media, the email com. So I really was like a unicorn. I was all of these things in one package. That didn't mean I have to, I had to do the video editing or anything like that, but at least understanding how it worked and what was good and what wasn't good and what was a fair price and what wasn't, all those things really helped. So that was the unicorn part. And then the geek was that kind of that tech, that sort of creativity. And I love Star Trek. I'm a huge Trek nerd. And so the geek I kind of fondly name after my love of Star Trek. But when I first named it Geek Unicorn, I didn't actually like it that much, surprisingly. I recognized that it was a great name. I could tell it was a good name, but I didn't really resonate with Unicorn. Like I wasn't particularly like, ooh, unicorns, but I've, I, you know, I've come to really love it now. And so, yeah, that was the, that was the origin story of. I love it. I love it. And I love that you went through the process that you go through with clients that you work with. Yeah, yeah, it so, works. <laughs> but you haven't always been a web developer. You haven't always been running Geek Unicorn. Tell us a little bit about how this whole thing came to be. Oh, well, I was born on a cold winter's day. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, my, my career has always been all over the place. I, I, my love has always started performing in theater. And, and then, and that's a little bit actually how I got into some graphic design. But I've been building, I've been also building websites since I was 16 years old, it, just as a form of creativity. So I kind of, sometimes I sort of think of myself as a little bit half artist, half scientist. So that art kind of piece with the web design and the graphic design, that all started very early in life. And then I went to school for environmental protection technologies. So I'm not even <laughs> like educated in anything business related or even art or anything. But after school, it was at the time, it was really hard to find a job in environmental services. It's not now because it's now it's on the forefront of everybody's mind. But back in the day, it was not. So I went into retail and I got amazing training in customer service and sales. And I was at the forefront of consumer technologies, like right when mobile phones were coming out. That's what we were selling, mobile phones and Internet. So watching data come up on the rise and watching Internet and all these social media platforms come up on the rise and being like right there in it was hugely helpful. And then I about 10 years ago, I got a job as a marketing or a communication specialist, as well as doing search engine management. So that was some SEO pieces in there. And I was doing web design for them, graphic design, all that email communications, marketing, all of all of that for quite a long time. And then I got laid off. And so coming back, I, I was right. I was actually on I was actually pregnant with my second. I was eight months pregnant. 
got laid off, coming back, looking for work, nothing felt right. So I thought, why don't I just do this thing that I've been doing for this company for several years really well (laughs) and do that for other small businesses because they need that help and support. I love how that exit out of your company led to this golden ticket of what's possible. And so you started out, how did you get that first customer? Oh, I was like a wild person. I was just like, <laughs> I think I, I I stepped up to the plate as if I had been running my business for 10 years and I was the sh- Like I, <laughs> I, it was a pure fake it till you make it. Bold, brash, get it, get yeah. it. That's all. And so did you already know your first customer or where did you meet them? I tried all kinds of things. Like I tried Fiverr, Upwork. I was told on Topple that I was not good enough, you know. So and then I and then I got into like women's group, like networking groups for businesses. And I and that's where I found some really early success was being in those groups. Now networking, that's what it is, right? Now, I that is when I met you is when you were in some of the different women's groups that I was in. Tell me how you leveraged those groups and networked so powerfully because you came in as an unknown and you all of a sudden were like the person yeah. that anybody with any web, anything would go to. How did you build that rapport and that credibility and that connection within that group through networking? I was just being helpful. Like, so if somebody had a question I had an, and I had an answer, I would jump in. If somebody had a question and I knew somebody with the answer, I would I would tag them, you know, so it it wasn't even just like or if somebody had something and they wanted to share it, I would share it. You know, it, so I was being helpful, but I wasn't being selfishly helpful in the sense that I was really only doing it if I could mention myself. I was literally just being like, who can I help with anything? And yeah, let's do this together. Like, let's let's be collaborative. Let's be friends. And yeah, let's let's do this together and help each other. That's amazing. And I think that's a lot of what you bring to the Geek Unicorn. How does that translate into your company today? Well, that is one of our one of our core values is collaboration. And so I think the way that it it translates is allowing people to shine in their own way and bring what they think is best to the table and really trusting them to do that and being appreciative of that as well. And and knowing that, you know, it might not be the way that you did it, would do it, but is it the wrong way? Hmm, probably not, right? So so letting people take ownership of what they're doing and really have a passion for it, I think, is part of that collaborative spirit. That's really neat. That's really neat. At what point did you know that it was time to make your first hire? And who did you hire first? I hired a bookkeeper first because I was not like taxes terrified me, Sheila. I have Mm -hmm. cried on the, bless her heart. (laughs) But I was dead scared because I had had, I guess I had had DRA trauma as a child from hearing my parents talk. And so, and I, that I subconsciously carried that into my business experience. And so I very right away, I was like, I need help with this. But I want to say I didn't hire my bookkeeper and then hide under a blanket. I allowed her to, you know, wash me with the, with the soothing sounds of, of how great your taxes can be and how easy it can be. And so I warmed up to it over the years. And now if you ask me about taxes, I'm like, no problem. You want me to call a CRA? Fine. Like it's now it's a not an issue. So I would say if you're even thinking about 
who is that hire, pick a place where you're struggling that you know is vi- a really, really important. Yeah. Like your finances. For Absolutely. I'm with you. That was my first hire. And I've had two bookkeepers and I'm with my second one probably going on six or seven years. She knows my business inside and out. You know, she knows me. She'll call me out if I haven't done stuff. She's like, go pay your HST on time. You know, and she's, she's like, she's great. And I love it. Like she is really an ally. Yeah, right. And so if I have a question or anything, I just, you know, quick little email, get an answer. Oh, okay. So you can at least know that you're doing the right things. If you have somebody in your back pocket, who can say like, yeah, that's the right thing to do, or you could do this or that. You know, I think it's interesting when you talked about sort of the geek unicorn and the vision of this being larger than Rachel D. This is, you know, an agency. This is big. There's a lot of us and we do a lot of work. And what was the draw to that? Because you probably could have stayed as a solopreneur, building websites, you know, low, high profit margins, small team. What made you sort of shift to saying, no, 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 I want more? I think it was just looking at the landscape and seeing, you know, a lot of tech, tech companies are male dominated. A lot of STEM roles are in industries are male dominated. And I, I mean, I, I, I just spoke with a web development company maybe two weeks ago and I said, I said something like, Oh, you know, it looks like from your website, y'all have a bit of a bro culture. And it was worse than I thought. Not only did they have a bro culture, they didn't have a single woman on their team. So part of Geek Unicorn was, well, we have all these women business owners entering the market and they don't really have access to a lot of tech options that are catered to them, catered to their needs, because there is a little bit of a difference between a, a male coming into a business and a, and, and a woman coming into a business, whether or not they're um, limited by their finances or limited by their home situations or whatever it is, there is a difference. And so one thing that Geek Unicorn aims to do is to kind of cater to those differences and making sure we're coming to the table with empathy and we're not ghosting people and we're not, you know, which is sort of traditionally happening, happening a lot. So it, the other, the flip side of that was one of the, when I talked to this web development company a couple of weeks ago and I asked them why they hadn't hired any woman, women, they said, well, you know, the women who apply, they don't have enough experience. Like we always that, you know, apples to apples, the male candidate always has more experience. And I, I was like, okay, well, look. You know, if you have two people and one has like three months more experience and you hire that person, you have now just created an inequity, inequity gap for the other person because now you've hired, because just because they had a three month leg up, now all of a sudden you've hired that person for the year. Now they're a month and a year or three months and a year behind. Now they're 15 months behind, right? So you, you have to give opportunity to these people. And so one of the things that we do at Geek Unicorn is we make sure that we are hiring junior women web developers to give them experience. And if that means that we're going to hold their hands or we're going to sit with them or whatever until they get better, fine. But that's an important thing to be doing now so that 10 years from now, we don't have these web developing companies going, well, there's nobody here. Did they call you dude and bro on their fall? (laughs) No, thankfully. Yeah. There's one company I was thinking of working with, not for websites, for something else. And the guy literally called me bro. And then he called me dude. And I was like, buddy. And I and I said this, I never would speak up. Normally, I just let it go. But I spoke up and I was like, buddy, I'm just going to, as an older person to you, I'm just going to let you know, I am a 48-year-old woman with three kids. I am not a bro. I'm also not a dude. 
you also just lost my business for being so disrespectful. And the guy's like, oh, miss, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you know what? I'm not a miss either. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) That was that. Like, that was the end of it. But it's, you know, it's so interesting how, how people can just get so entrenched in their own culture and their own reality and not Mm -hmm. see, you know, what else is out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I know that, you know, building a business is not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> it is, it is uh, a high risk. There's ups, there's downs, there's sideways. What has been sort of one or two of the most challenging pieces of growing your agency to where it is today? Mindset is a big one. You know, I think it's about, it's about how you view things. So I think especially when you come from a non-businessy mindset, like if you just come from that worker bee kind of consumer place, and then you come on into becoming a business owner, there are so many different things that challenges that are coming your way. And as a worker bee or consumer, you're taught to think good, bad, good, bad. This is good. This is bad. Or this upsets me. And this, you know, this makes me happy or this pleases me and this displeases me. And when you become a business owner, you cannot use those definitions anymore. It just has to be it is. And you are going to respond from a place of predefined like values and goals and visions. And so you almost have to like set aside that primal urge to be like, well, I'm mad <laughs> or I'm going to react to this or and and I think that all comes from mindset and and just sort of really talking yourself off that cliff all the time. You're just always talking yourself off the cliff. So that's that's the first big, big one. Another really important one is is recognizing that, yeah, you could do it all on your own. There are so many tools these days and ways to do it, do things on your own and to bootstrap and DIY. But the reality is, is you, you've either, you're either creating for yourself a job or a business and a business is an asset that is going to bring you profits. A job is something you're going to come in Monday to Friday and sit down at your desk and like do what you need to do. Right. So recognizing that you are creating a business and an asset means that could you do that by yourself? Yes, but it's going to take longer. It's going to take a lot of learning. It's going to take a lot of failures and mistakes and missteps. And, you know, it's going to be a much harder process. If you get some of the right people on to help you build this, you're going to build it more effectively. You're going to build it better than you could have ever, right? Because even though, yeah, maybe you are doing your own Instagram reels, but having somebody who's amazing at Instagram reels are going to blow them up, right? Yeah. So getting the mindset, getting the getting the help, and then really just laying those systems and processes. Oh my gosh. You want to be able to walk into your business like it's a factory floor. And if you're going to walk up to the, I don't know, with the widget maker, you know, you can see right away if the widget maker is working or not. And if you need somebody to work the widget maker table, you you know exactly how they're going to do it. You press this, you pop that, and it's off. You know, so I think those are the the main, main things. I love it. I love it. Can we just come back to mindset for a second? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I struggle with mental health. I work on my mental health every day. And and I only say that to make this sort of a safe part of the conversation. I'm curious when you're in those dips. Yeah. How do you as the business owner not only keep showing up every day, but how do you pull yourself out of them? What mm. did you found to be effective? 
First of all, well, so I suffer as well. So I, I find I have huge peaks and low, low valleys, the lowest of the valleys. <laughs> so the first thing I do is I know it's not permanent. I know that I will surf the high wave again. So that's the first thing. So I, I can, I can sort of say to myself, I can feel it coming on. I know I'm going to have a couple days. <laughs> and then I'm going to start to feel that upswing. One thing that I did do, and this was kind of recently because I was experiencing those lows in the summer, was I recognized I needed to get with another group of women to so that I could talk about what was either what was bothering me or what my solution was, or at least just get like a pat on the back, you know, because I'm by myself. <laughs> but really, I mean, other than my, you know, you have your team, but, you know, you can't slay that. On. So I joined, I rejoined your group, Momentum. And if anybody's listening, yeah, go do it. And it was so, so that, that really helps being able to have a, a, a group of people that you can talk with. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, telling them all the bad things or, or whatever, but even just like a little connection, a smile, you know, Hey, you're looking great today or whatever. So, so that, that's huge journaling. I think when it happens, like what is making me upset? What can I do to fix it? Recognizing what are those triggers and can we remove them? This is a really, really this happened quite a while ago and it's more anecdotal. It doesn't really have much to do with business, but I'll tell it anyway. So I was having the worst time with my partner in our bedroom because we had this laundry basket that was three slots. I don't know if you've seen the laundry basket. Oh, yeah. Real, yeah, yeah. Slot. Totally. So I gave him two slots and I took one slot for myself. And wouldn't you know it, his two slots would fill up a mile high. And then when he decided to do some laundry, not all of it, some of it, he would take the pile from his slot and stick it into my slot. <laughs> he would do his little bit of laundry and walk. And so I'd come back and my slot would be filled with his stuff. His slots are so Oh my gosh. And it would drive me crazy. And I was, I just loathed him for it. And I would be angry. Ah. And so I was like, at one point, I, I just thought, well, what is the solution? Like, is this is what's bothering me? What can I do about it? Sheila, I bought two goddamn laundry baskets. <laughs> one for me, one for him, and I put them on opposite sides of the room. And our our marriage has never been better. Oh, I love it. There's so many layers to that that we can apply to our business too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What is it that you're fighting with in your business? And then how can you get the same result, but in a different way that Worse. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I have two more questions for you and then I'm going to let you go. Yeah. First question. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you were starting your, your business? I've picked up so much. I like over, over the last few years. I don't know that there's anything that I wish I knew more of when I first started because I feel like I've come to a really good place. Like I feel like I've always learn the things I needed to as I went along. I almost feel like if I knew something when I first started, I wouldn't even know what to do with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But you know, that that tells me like it's, you know, what you're talking about is this level of trust. Mm -hmm. Trusting a process, trusting that it will work out and that you will go and figure out and find the information that you need when you need it. That's right. But I think there's also too like like a level of 
dimness to everything that you're doing. And as you learn and grow, it becomes kind of the room becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. And you're kind of able to see more because it is such a new experience. Unless you've come from an entrepreneurship family or maybe your parents were business owners, like there really is no you have no precedent when you're kind of going into it by yourself for the first time with no mentors or or no yeah. examples to follow. And so if if you had told me some mind-blowing thing even early on, it's almost like I wouldn't have been speak the language. I, I would I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? So yeah, so it's like there's there's an ignorance when you first start that is and that is okay. So if you're yeah. listening and you just started and you're feeling like I don't know. I don't know. That is okay. You're right. You don't know. No one has ever taught you. Cut yourself a break. But the intention of wanting to know and going out and exploring and learning more and more, it's going to become that like second nature to you. And then you can take all that information, pass it on to somebody else. Like how beautiful is that? And I also think if you walked into that room and it was glaring brightly, just to use your analogy, I think it would be so overwhelming that you might turn and run. Right. Yeah. And so when you walk into that room, which is dim, again, just building on your analogy, you can kind of, your eyes will go and settle on those things that you need. You know, the most basic of the basic. And then once you've got the basic, then you can, the lights will turn up a bit and you can get to that next layer and see what's above the basics. And I think that's such a beautiful analogy because I think what happens is when people start that business right away, they panic. Right. Oh, because it's like all the things. I got to do the logo. I I got to do the website. I got to, I got to sign up for my taxes. I got to get LLC. I got to, when I started, I, I actually purposely didn't do a logo or a website and I'm a web designer and I didn't do that. Like first I was like, no sales, 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 sales. But yeah. And so I, I like to take a phased approach to everything. It's like, what's the bare bone basics of this that you need? Like, so if it's like an email opt-in, let's just get the form, the name, email, sign up. Boom. Good. Now let's work on, let's make it pretty with some pictures and some, an email sequence in the back. You know, let's like, let's break it down and, and don't be too hard on yourselves if you're just at the bare bone basics to start. I love it. I love it. Final question. What's next for Geek Unicorn? Where can we see you? What's happening? Well, we're on Instagram. You can catch us over there and you can catch us on lots of podcasts. We love doing podcasts too. Mm-hmm. And our website, geekunicorn.com. And so we're really focused on creating beautiful brands, websites, and online presence strategy for women-led business owners. And we're continuing to do that. And so we're growing our team at the same time as serving our clients. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. If you're not following Rachel yet, make sure you do. She shares great content. She's a a wealth of information and knowledge. And like I said, right up at the top, just being around her, she has this effervescent energy that just comes through everything that she does. So make sure to connect with Rachel. Thank you so much for coming today, Rachel. This was great. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy spending time with you, Sheila. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? 
I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.